cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence and is not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, follow us on Instagram at cult podcast or follow us on Twitter at cult podcast show for show updates. And please rate and review our show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require monetary or physical sacrifices as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organization in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have... Andrea Gazetta! Yay! So after, not last week, but the week before, where we covered the Nuwabian movement, we had a couple people in the Facebook group specifically request more black cults. Or African-American cults, I should say. I think it's just black. I think you're supposed to say black Maybe. Because you can be black and not be African-American. That's very true. Yeah. Because you could be from the islands. I would also like to highlight, I believe, unless I am mistaken, that this is episode number 52, which means this podcast has been around for officially a year. Oh, hell yeah. Happy one year anniversary, y'all. We made it. Most podcasts don't make it a year. Yeah, we yeah, did it. We did it. <laughs> Hooray. Hell yeah. We made it a whole year. We made it a whole year. We Yay! survived. We did it. And then like a typical deadbeat dad, I've only been around for part of it. You've been around <laughs> for most of it. You've been around since episode 11, I think is your first episode. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, 10 or 11. Let me I always let me think that I've been around for less than that. Mm-hmm. I uh, The other day I got a tweet where somebody said that we need to fix the fact that some of the episodes don't show up, which we're aware of, and which I am uh, going to fix i've just been very busy for the past two weeks anyway i got this tweet that said that uh they couldn't access episodes before episode 30 and i got it the most recent 20 i got it while i was drunk at the roast battle show and so i tweeted back at this person nothing before armando was worth (laughs) listening to anyway it actually is there's some like we reference episodes a lot that happened in those first 13 they were good too i just i don't know i got real into uh (laughs) Uh, you're in roast mode roast mode roast mode (laughs) um but yeah so been in roast mode all week (laughs) there you go it's been a year a year so here's to multiple years that means the next year we we have another april fools opportunity i'd just like to remind people of that no i I was so fooled i have plans So today we are covering the United Nation of Islam, not to be confused with the Nation of Islam or just regular Islam. (laughs) This is its own thing. Also, Um, I'd like to say it's not to be confused with the United Nations, which is a whole other thing. Does contain some people that believe in Islam, but but the United Nations is just a group of representatives from countries who are coming together to start the new world order. Right. They don't have right. our best interests at heart. They're going to take us group. all down. Follow the signs. Uh, Pizzagate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for sources, I would like to note that currently the United Nation of Islam likes to go by the uh, name Value Creators. Typic- <laughs> what are they, Walmart? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, what I, are their coupons? What uh, are their discounts? What do we get? I would like to show you that their current logo for value creators uh, is a flying saucer uh, beaming down on a pile <laughs> of gold bullion that says wealthful growth. So I think that maybe Oh, the font is so bad. Everything else about that is cool. They're very invested in entrepreneurship uh, and wealthful growth, which... I, my sister one time, I think I've, maybe I've told this on the show. One time a guy tried to hit on my sister and he said he was an entrepreneur and she replied back, what do you entrepreneur? And he just like 
short-circuited and left her alone. Are you saying what, he didn't entrepreneur? Exactly. <laughs> entrepreneur. Um, the reason I bring this up is because typically with sources, we like to pull the website of the actual cult that we're covering if there is one. Uh, but currently the value creator's domain is for sale. <laughs> um, Someone please buy that website. <laughs> Please I tried to a find joke a price. Website. I so tried to find a price, and it was just like, well, it's technically owned, but there's nothing here. And I was just like, okay, how much is it though? So that that can be the cult podcast website. Um, so that domain empty. Uh, United Nation of Islam.org, also empty. <laughs> um, but they do have a very active Facebook group, which I just showed you. Hey, them and me both, brother. <laughs> Um, as a comparison, their Facebook group currently has almost exactly twice as many people as us. I'm digging the rainbows. They get a lot of rainbows. A lot of rainbows. I'm a fan. A lot of rainbows. Uh, not a fan of gay people. So don't know what that's Ironic? about. Oh, don't the know what not that's you. about. I don't know what that was. Oh. I don't know. You just said it and I was like, whoa, Paige. <laughs> like, what, what, about, what about literally change? all of your friends yeah. and your entire brand? <laughs> How how much Drag Race have you? Okay, so uh, we can't go watching Drag Race. God damn beautiful Iron Fist heels. Um, so we don't have any of their websites. We do have their Facebook group, Uh, and then we're also using the Daily Mail, Courthouse News Service, the Kansas City Star, the Dayton Daily News, A and E's Cults and Extreme Beliefs. And finally, Cult Education Forum with our friend, Rick Ross. That's so loud. One of these days he's going to hear that and be like, I'm not that Rick Ross. And we're going to be like, we know, we just wish. I Uh, went to school with a kid named Rick Ross uh, who is now a DJ. (laughs) He's a A good DJ. I don't know. I've never heard of his DJing, but we were in the Gifted and Talented program, and now he's a DJ, so I don't know. Oh, cool. I was in the Gifted and Talented program, and uh, I turned out to be a SoundCloud rapper, an open mic comedian. So. And homeless. Yeah, for a little bit. I was the I was in the Gifted and Talented, but I went to a four-year university and now work for a software company. Fucking nerd! <laughs> started from the bottom now we here i just uh, jesus all day like the lord intended i mean that's what my school told me to do too <laughs> what i'm kind of picking up here is maybe i should have been more religious yeah I mean, like i didn't want to say anything all 50 episodes or whatever you've been with us but you know <laughs> i'm just kidding so as always we start with our cult leader uh, in this case his name is royal with two l's r-o-y-a-l-l jenkins Okay. Which Royale. first of all, I'd like to say, don't follow anyone with the last name Jenkins. That's a fake ass Scooby Doo name. Yeah, that's that's literally like the first name you think of when you're trying to think of a fake name. Not only that, like that's that's the first name I think of if I'm trying to make a Scooby Doo joke of like I would have done it except for you meddling kids. Pulls off mask, old man Jenkins every yeah. time. Don't follow Jenkinses. If you're Jenkins. a Jenkins and you listen to this, I'm sorry. You shouldn't be a cult leader. That's a jank ass name. Am I right? Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I'll go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of the joke and then my brain went, no. <laughs> so I'm glad you did it. <laughs> I'm um, stealing jokes from your head, but only the horrible ones. Yeah. <laughs> so Royal Jenkins was born in 1942 in South Carolina and grew up in eastern Maryland. Uh, he later ended up in both New York and Chicago, uh, eventually settling in New Jersey for a time. Um, so this Okay, is a, don't trust anyone who chooses to settle in New Jersey. I don't know that there was a choice involved. I think it was just kind of where he ended up. We'll get to I it. I don't think it's anyone's choice. I think you end up in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, Bruce Springsteen is to be believed. It's like the sewer system. <laughs> it just ends up in New Jersey. <laughs> The garbage barge that is New Jersey. Um, 
Hey, New Jersey, you got got. <laughs> <laughs> um, so part of the reason he traveled through a bunch of these places is he was actually working as a long distance truck driver delivering publications for the Nation of Islam. Now, you remember at the beginning of this episode, I said that this organization is not to be confused with the Nation of Islam. They are two separate organizations. Both are crazy. Uh, we will probably cover Nation of Islam at some point <laughs> after reading a lot about it to do this cult. It's crazy on its own. Um, but Nation of Islam is one we would recommend one we would recognize as being linked with the Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, Malcolm X worked with the Nation of Islam. They're just kind of a more militant version of Black Islam. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nuwabian movement was also linked to them at one point. Um, this is yet another offshoot of that kind of Black Muslim Renaissance in New York, Chicago specifically. So he was working as a long uh, distance truck driver delivering their pamphlets. Um, and he remained... It <laughs> seems like there's a much easier way to do that. Oh, you mean you don't by have mailing What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. What the this, fuck? this is the late 60s, early 70s. Um, it's Smokey and the Bandit, but with just pamphlets. <laughs> so... Um, so he remained a member of the Nation of Islam until its original founder, Elijah Muhammad, passed away. So the Nation of Islam had an initial founder who claimed to be the embodiment of Allah on Earth. He passed away. The Nation of Islam kind of took a different track than it had been. They gained a new leader, and under kind of this change of leadership is when Royal Jenkins left. Um, he left in 1978. According to Royal Jenkins... At that time, he started to travel on a spaceship with angels where he learned that he was the supreme being and he learned how to govern the world. So he just found really good weed is Makes what happened. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, I would like to play uh, a, a short section of a video for you. Um, I thought you were going to say I would like to play devil's advocate. He has some good points. What? He Thanks. may have no. been to the moon. I believe he's been to the set of the moon because we haven't. Hey, calling it out. I am. This is not a conspiracy theory show. I'm trying to turn it into one. I don't know why. We should just start a separate one. All right. Peep this, fools. Preach that he had been taken on a tour around the universe by scientists. They gave you a little knowledge of everything in the universe. And even taking me into the sun. Most people think, you know, they made a joke of that and everything, but he looks like a mummy learned to talk. Uh, he does kind of look like a mummy learned to talk. I like to think of him as Black Uncle Fester because he's like, <laughs> he's, he's tall like the tall man in Twin Peaks, but he dresses kind of like Pee Wee Herman, where he's always in a suit with bow ties. Uh, that'll be important later um, because he makes everyone else start to dress that way. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, like, if I didn't know better, I would think that Steve Harvey was at one point a part of this cult and just never abandoned the fashion sense. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he just started the hipster movement. Maybe. It it looks more like, have you ever been to Disneyland and seen the Dapper Dans? Yes. That's what he looks like. Ooh. <laughs> but like... A black version of the tall man from Twin Peaks dressed as a Dapper Dan. So this guy, tall, bow tie, suit, owns a chain of restaurants because I thought it was high ass time that we had another cult with restaurants. Oh, shit. <laughs> Can we eat at this restaurant today? If we go to the Midwest and the South, then yes, we could. <gasps> oh, yeah. The two places that I'm just clamoring to go to. Uh, the two places that you have plane flights booked to go to. That's true. There is yeah. one in Chicago. Yeah? All right, I'll go while I'm in Chicago. Great. Enjoy that child labor. Oh. Yikes. We'll get to it. Why did you lead oh, me into that? No. Why did you go? Oh, Do yeah, you this- want this sparkly jacket? Here, have some child labor to Mondo, go with it. you're a monster. Um, <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, public records show during the time when he claimed to be traveling with aliens into the sun. I would, <laughs> I, I would like to note... Uh, currently, there is no metal on Earth that I know of uh, that can withstand the heat of the sun. Yeah, I love, I love how he and said. And the scientist taught me everything there is to know in the universe. There's actually, he says something a little bit different that's even 
more hilarious. He says, they gave me the lunar knowledge of everything in the universe. Lunar refers to moons. Moons, yeah. And only moons. <laughs> so. So he, yeah, he just goes like, they gave me all the information. And then the next thing he says is, yeah, I went to the sun. <laughs> well. Yeah, I went inside of the sun. I think what happened is the aliens pulled their pants down and mooned him. And he was like, that, <laughs> that he, okay, is I'm some sorry, hardcore I'm lunar knowledge. <laughs> so, um. I am not a scientist, but I have seen Danny Boyle's film Sunshine starring the always creepy Cillian Murphy and the very hot Chris Evans, uh, in which they try to open a solar umbrella near the sun to reflect the sun's rays back on Earth because our sun is dying, Mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. And in that, they can't even remotely get close to the sun. I'm pretty sure that's the case in actual science as well. Well, see, I can't get get close. I am a scientist. Oh, tell me everything. And I've only seen uh, Little Miss Sunshine, but I remember. (laughs) I remember when me and a very friendly black man wearing only a bow tie were inside of the sun together, and I told him everything there is to know about the moons. (laughs) I don't like this kind of porn. Can we please stop? I like, I like that you guys were in the sun together where you told him everything about the moons. Yeah. Not the sun. No, I gave him all of the, the lunar all information. All the lunar knowledge. <laughs> lunar knowledge of the universe. How did we get here? Not important. Let me talk to you about the moon, though. <laughs> Honestly, if somebody came and knocked on my door and they were like, can I tell you about the word of the moon? <laughs> tell me. You got me. I'd be like, Henry Zabrowski, what are you doing? <laughs> it's not hollow. Stop talking about it. We don't know that. No. He knows that because he has all of the lunar knowledge. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. This uh, is the funniest guy on this entire flat earth. (laughs) What are you guys looking at me for? What did did I say? Where's the ice wall? (laughs) Where... Show me proof of your damn ice wall. Oh, hopefully it's right between the border of America and Mexico. Am I right? Build that ice wall. Build that ice wall. Oh, I just realized that ice is something they use. <laughs> Fuck. That's a good joke. And I that was a good joke. I assumed you really knew good. exactly me what too. you were I saying. Like, I was like, that was on another level today. Right now. He must be imbued with all that lunar knowledge. <laughs> I think I'm just going to call lunar getting imbued with lunar knowledge is what I call getting high now. (laughs) Hold on. I'm going to step outside and get imbued with some lunar knowledge. I'll be right back. Yo, do you want some of these gummy bears? They're imbued with lunar knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. (laughs) Um, Anyway, public records show that while he was supposedly hanging out in the sun, getting high as fuck, uh, he was just still working as a truck driver and living mostly (laughs) with friends uh, while he tried to recruit followers to his version of the Nation of Islam, um, including uh, his daughter, Maureen, uh, who joined him in 1985. Um, They started out in Waldorf, Maryland. Um, The house was rented for them by one of their followers. And they eventually grew and were incorporated as a nonprofit organization in New Jersey in 1983. So you're telling me that he was uh, going around spreading the word of the Nation of Islam and then also spreading the word of his own section of that. So basically he was going around and being like, hey, you know the Nation of Islam? They're almost right. But what they're missing out is that I'm a supreme being who's visited the sun. And he also started referring to himself as royal Allah on Earth. Or hmm. Allah in person. So that'd be like if somebody came to your door and was like, hey, can I tell you about uh, Jehovah? And you were like, I don't know. And he goes, good answer. Because you know what they don't tell you? I'm Jehovah. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. No, this is, this is a perfect metaphor. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so strange. It's super strange. Um, and it's- I also drive a truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um. <laughs> um, so, yes, that's exactly... Essentially, he's trading on an already known quantity to lull people into a sense of camaraderie Mm -hmm. because it's one of those things where it's like when you use something that somebody knows and then add on to it, they're a lot more likely to believe it as opposed to something that's completely new. So he is exclusively recruiting black people. Um, We'll get to their beliefs on white people in a second. 
Um, and part of the way they were doing it is that they would move into a community, like a downtrodden community, and they would essentially restore that community. So they would like... Jim Jones it. They would Jim Jones it. Same thing with um, Yahweh Ben Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And even the Nuwabian movement to a degree where they would come in and make the community better. They would build businesses. They would give people jobs. And so in a lot of ways, people were looking at this organization as a positive force in the community. And so no one saw any danger in it. They were just like, well, yeah, they're making the community better. They're teaching us to invest in our own ability as entrepreneurs and business owners. They're teaching us skills. They're revitalizing the community. They're investing in our children. They would build schools. Although we'll get to the schools in a second. Uh-oh. They're also saying, but they're, they're, they're doing that thing where like, I've been going to the church for X amount of years. Like I've been in church my whole life and they've never done anything for me like this. So it shows doubt in your current beliefs of who you think is there to help you. Right. Well, and one of the things that um, I highly recommend watching the A&E episode on cults and extreme beliefs for this cult, because they talk to um, former members. Mm -hmm. And the thing that they highlighted that I found very interesting that as a white person, I don't necessarily have a a framework of existing knowledge for if that makes sense um is that there was a pervading belief with this cult that if you wanted to stop the negative black stereotypes or the cycle of socio socioeconomic oppression you needed to be kind of a self-made entrepreneur and you needed to raise your children to believe that they were worthy of high-class business ownership, which in and of itself is not bad. And that's something we've seen with multiple African-American cults, an emphasis on raising up black people out of their socioeconomic plight into success by working together to build up their own communities. Yeah. In and of themselves is good. Right. But that using that ideology as like a, a starting point for a cult is like, well, you need to be a part of this community because we need to uplift each other. Right. And it makes them more vulnerable and more susceptible to It also makes it harder to be outside of the community. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So because this the is, community takes over. This is something that, that happens a lot and it's not necessarily the same thing but it does have a little bit of overlap, is um, in communities that are poorer or Mm -hmm. more, uh, you know, less affluent, there's a lot of times people that live there that are, um, especially in some areas, is uh, gang members and drug dealers. And these people give back to their own community. Yes, yeah, that's why cartels are so hard to work around because they are paying for everyone's community. Yeah. So They're you, paying for the grocery store. They're no paying one, for everything. No one wants to turn against the people that they see as their enemy when they have, like, people, you know, that are, right. like, they're helping. So it's like, you can do that. You can, charity goes a long way. And helping the community, no matter how bad you are, will make you seem like the good person. Yes. Also, really quick, you were saying that we should watch Colts on, Colts and Extreme. Uh, Colts and, ex- it's Colts and Extreme Beliefs, I believe is what it's And called. that's on A&E? It's on A&E. Um, it's also online. You can watch full episodes online okay um dailymotion.com had quite a few that's where i found this one yeah because i was gonna say a and e has always had really good shows of uh like educational value such as duck dynasty <laughs> ozzy osbourne's reality show dog the bounty hunter <laughs> hey 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 that's how i learned about bench warrants <laughs> And some show called Billy the Exterminator, which is apparently still on the air. Oh, and who can forget Storage Wars, Texas. I did really Gene Simmons Family Jewels. Gene Simmons Family Jewels shot in my store while I still worked for Sir Laton. Is that about balls? No, it's his family. No, it's because it's they come from his family jewels. Uh, something Ugh. called Parking Wars, which lasted for somehow four years. Parking Wars is insane. And what everyone's personal this? favorite, Chris Angel's Mind Freak. Yes! Mind Freak! 
And this is, by the way, not even all of... I'm going through shows and just picking out stuff that I think sounds ridiculous. There are so many more things that are just fucking ridiculous. They are, but their cult programming, top-notch. Oh, uh, and my then cult fucking. and extreme belief. And then Leah Remini's new show. There's a show that premiered in March 18th of 2014, and it was a spinoff of A&E's Storage Wars following Barry Weiss... <gasps> Barry it, was insane. And it was called Buried Treasure. <laughs> and it spelled his name, Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, apostrophe D. I have watched Buried Treasure because I, for a while, would watch Storage Wars because I love vintage shit. And every once in a while, they'd find something cool. But then, like, 90% of the time, they're like, these old tools, I could sell these at the swap meet. These VHS tapes, sell these for a dollar a piece. And you're just like, this isn't interesting. Anyway, so... The beliefs of the United Nation of Islam are based on the beliefs of the Nation of Islam, but with some differences. Uh, The main difference being that Jenkins claims that he himself is Allah in his own person, who is more powerful and who is given the task of coercing the submission of all things and perfecting everything used to magnify him, after which men, specifically males, will all be God or gods. Oh, so when he says men, he means it in like the, like, human. He means man. Okay. Okay specifically men yeah yeah wait yes like human people the human race specifically men yeah specifically men i thought you said no women yeah i thought you said like man men like you know what i'm not like stick it to the man he means human men okay my brain hurts are you okay Uh, i think i I think i got buried so he stresses stresses the relations between the different races and the different sexes, uh, referring extensively to black man, black woman, and white man. White women are rarely mentioned. Um, black men are said hey, to be the- Hey, we out here. <laughs> we out here ruining elections and shit. Um, Hell yeah. Boo. So uh, black men are said to be the real and original men, whereas white people are claimed to have been created by a scientist named Jacob 6,000 years ago. The same belief held, at least in part, by the followers of the Nation of Islam. Um, so, Yakob, Yakub, Yakub is a figure in the beliefs of the Nation of Islam. According to their beliefs, Yakob was a black scientist who lived 6,600 years ago and began the creation of the white race. He's said to have done this by selective breeding, referred to as grafting. While living on the island of Patmos, scientific consensus rejects this <laughs> theory. Um, but the Nation of Islam theology states that Jacob is the biblical Jacob who would have lived, I guess, 6,600 years ago, close enough. Um, so Sunni and Shia Muslims uh, are not aff- that are not affiliated with the Nation of Islam reject this belief. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, and the story has caused many disputes within the Nation of Islam during its history because it's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, there's just so many holes. Yeah, very, very, very. Um, but the Nation of Islam and the United Nation of Islam still currently believe this. So uh, Jenkins, Royal Jenkins, also claims that black men created black women for pleasure, specifically. No. He believes that women are inferior and that following female guidance leads to hell. Uh, He also believes that black women are in league with white men who he considers enemies and condemns women seeking child support, custody, and alimony through courts. Yeah. Wait, so he's saying... So he's basically just like, uh, I don't have to pay child support, women are the devil. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um... He also claims and is very open and loudmouthed about it that the Nation of Islam has been led astray by its leader, uh, Louis Farrakhan, who took uh, power after the previous leader passed away and has been in power for the Nation of Islam for 60 years at this point, <laughs> close to it. Now, I oh, hold on, my math is bad on that one. Let's see, so 1978 to now, 40 years. Yeah, so 40 40 years. 40 years, exactly. Yeah. Um, So he, (laughs) uh, Jenkins asserts that Louis Farrakhan is the quote-unquote most formidable enemy to Allah and that he uses tricks and deceptive tactics to silence everyone else's voice and prepare the masses to fight for him. 
by only, quote unquote, appearing to be against the white man and his government. So apparently he doesn't like the Nation of Islam because they don't hate white people enough. Wow. Which, like, I get it. I'm white. White people are terrible. I get it. We, We mess stuff up a lot. Like, we're the master race that can't even master a 4-4 time signature. So. <laughs> that was a very nerdy musical joke about yeah. white people not dancing. Speaking of uh, musical jokes, or maybe lack thereof, I, so, the thing is, is I'm not super well versed in this stuff specifically, mm-hmm. but the name uh, Farrakhan struck me as something that I do remember, mm-hmm. and I remember it because guess which rapper mentions talking to him a lot? Jay-Z? Kanye West. No shit. Yeah, in sense. the songs Highlights, All Day, and then a few songs before that, he mentions talking to Farrakhan. Interesting. Including saying a line that says, I'm about that Farrakhan. Or another line that says, just talk to Farrakhan. That's sensei. And then uh, he says a word I can't say. <laughs> you know who could say it? Farrakhan. There you go. That's true. So um, between 1996 and 2002, the group relocated to their current Kansas City location. Um, they currently have a membership of membership of a few hundred people um at this time they started to kind of grow exponentially so this is the mid 90s to early 2000s a lot like the new obian movement this is the same time period um and again it they are people are kind of seduced into joining because of the positive community impact in schools and everything um, the cool thing about A&E's um, special on this is they talk to a number of survivors. And they kind of... They also talk to a lot of hoarders, too. Yeah, as needed. Hoarding people and children for unpaid oh, labor. Well, now I feel bad. You should. Um, I should be on A&E's interventions for all of these bad jokes I make. Boo. You see that? That's a comeback. That means the joke has been the returned, also on A&E. Oh, God. So maybe you should store those. <laughs> ah, that's funny. If you want to talk about it, we can we can negotiate. I'm kind of the barter kings. <laughs> I like that you still just have like a list of A and E shows. If you want, I can cut out these jokes. I'll leave some in. I'll just cut out the first forty eight. <laughs> no. <laughs> Boo. I don't know. No Dookie shoes. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I love the first 48. Oh, my um, God. Anyway, so the way, as they highlighted these survivor stories, um, they all mentioned that Royal Jenkins's wife at the time uh, would contact families to tell them that their children were ready for the next steps within the organization. Is um, this going to get gross? There's not any molestation that i know of okay but there okay. is child labor no yeah um so the main uh survivor that they interviewed um he was 12 years old when his family was contacted and he and his brother were sent to kansas city from ohio um on a truck like literally an 18 wheeler oh my god they just kind of loaded them in why like cattle I think that was just the transportation they had for them. So they would go pick up. Well, that's how they do everything from yeah, children to, to pamphlets. pamphlets. Jesus um, so they would take a bunch of children to a place in Kansas City that they called Heaven. And it was basically an old rundown apartment building where they would all live together. And they would basically go to school. But most of the school was just learning about how Royal was the you know, embodiment of Allah on earth, learning about how they should live day to day to please him and emulate him. Um, Then they would have jobs where they would work as, uh, in his case, a dishwasher. His brother worked at a gas station. Um, They would work for a couple hours. Then they would go to a worship service with Royal. And then they would go back to work for another few hours. So he said that he would basically wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning, go to school, work, go to worship, go to work again, and then come home around two or three in the morning, sleep for a handful of hours. And how and old is he? Twelve. Oh my god. Um. Right. Uh, he said there were about fourteen people in one apartment. Um. Are they <clears throat> so? When you say fourteen people in one apartment, is this like mostly children and then like one adult or like? 
It's kind of mixed. It's mostly children. It's a lot of children. Was it a, a similar thing to some other cults we've seen where they separate the children from the adults? Yeah, there, there didn't seem to be any hanky-panky that we found, or at least nothing that I saw Okay, in my research. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Wouldn't surprise me. But it seems like this was more like the Sea Org, where it's just like a bunch of teenagers living together, expected to function as adults. Okay. So the better you got at your day job with them, the more they would, quote unquote, dispatch you, which means that they would send you across state lines to whatever the newest business that the cult was opening. God, I'd be so bad at my job. (laughs) Well, then you'd have to stay in Kansas City because they would sell it as like, hey, we're opening a new thing in New York. Do you want to go to New York? And they would not tell the children's parents. Any phone calls they had with their parents were closely monitored. Um, They So the parents had no idea where their kids were? Most of the time, no. What the fuck? This is like one of the tactics that was used in um, The Brethren, which is the other one that we talked about, the garbage eaters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just something that you, you you don't ever let them in on it, and so there's a no way that they can fight it. Yeah. Basically. Well, and there's kind of like in some ways it's easier to not fight it because yeah. it you you're yeah. placing trust in the group and you're like, it wouldn't hurt my kids. They're probably fine. Yeah. And then they're making my kid better. They're making sure my kid's not going to be a thug on the streets. Right. That, that, and that is the pervasive belief. Like that's addressed multiple times in multiple interviews that I found. But they're like, it keeps my kids off the streets. At least I know that my kids are actually working. My kids are going to school. Um, and they're all dressing in suits with bow ties, learning complicated step dances. They were told that they were soldiers. And bow they were like soldiers. Their background dancers. Yeah, I was going to um, say. I would love to show you. Oh, God. Just a little. They, they cut pieces of it in. We're soldiers of dance. Soldier boy? Tell them. <laughs> but you, you kind of see how they were all dressed in black suits, white shirts, bow ties, white gloves. Yeah, they look like they're little though. They look like little boys. Like they look like little, you know, like the kids that are at a wedding or mm-hmm. something, you know, just they're so little. So one of the Elijah who they interviewed on Annie, um he was 12, but they also talked to a girl who was sent at 8. So they did the interviews on on the Annie on the cult thing, right? Right. Did they they interviewed the children? Yeah, and they did not they not current children, oh. children who had grown up and left. Okay, because um, <sighs> I was gonna say if it, the children, I feel like they'd be very scared. Yeah, straight on A and E. Fuck no. you! Get out of Fuck here! Fuck you! Are you Fuck your angry? whole face! I don't want you guys to flip that house. Fuck you! <laughs> Oh, I've been hoarding these. Uh, oh, yeah. Like many cults, they would change language. So oh, I they feel were, bad. yeah, they were forbidden to use the word hello. What? Yeah. So, like, if you answered the phone, you were supposed to say yes or to whom am I speaking? They were also forbidden to say the word hi. What? Why? See, it's considered low class. You're supposed to say real fucking stoned. <laughs> I'm just trying to make the best of this. This is so sad. It's um, very sad. If you did anything bad, they would put you on the mic at math class. which At would, math class? In math class, oh, which was I'm not so actually math. It was punishment. Oh. So they would bring, So just like a real math class. Yeah, basically. Math um, is fun, kids. No, it's definitely not. Uh, they would put them on the mic and basically talk to them about how they had dishonored uh, the organization, how they were not living up to Royal's expectations, and then they would invite every person in the class to punch them in the chest. What? Dude, my cousin went to a church like this. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Oh, no, it was this really is just calculus. Fucked up church. <laughs> yeah, no, if if your church members are punching you in the chest, that's not good. That's my cousin went to died. this super weird Christian religious school, and my mom would sometimes offhandedly call it a cult. Uh, but basically, this girl like wore a skirt that was too short or something, and everyone got to call her a slut. And like, holy shit! Yeah, it was really messed up. And like, my cousin lied about something, and there was it, it's really weird. There's a bunch of really weird stuff that happened. That is not okay. Yeah, it was super messed up. 
That's hella messed up. Christianity. Um, so they would call them scenarios, essentially, and so you would get chest capped for your scenarios. What is a chest cap? Is a punch? Is punched being okay. punched by everybody else? Because getting capped means being shot. So chest cap. Right. I thought you meant getting shot in the chest. You would for think a so. Um, so again, we've covered kind of why people joined and why parents allowed their children to go. They wanted the cycle of poverty to stop you know and they thought this was a way to stop it um so everything changed with shikante uh williams uh was one of the teenagers working in one of their restaurants uh their restaurant is called the uh supreme hold on i typed it out no restaurant can use supreme unless you're taco bell that should be a rule yeah no all of their all of their restaurants are uh so former food for life supreme restaurant is where some of this occurs a lot of them are called supreme meals supreme eats supreme restaurants um they employed teenagers as bussers and waiters so these aren't open anymore are they it looks like many of them are open still oh okay really yeah Mm mm-hmm so Shikante Williams um, worked as a server in the Supreme Eats or Food Life Supreme restaurant. Um, <clears throat> she was about 14 or 15 at the time, and she contracted what sounds like either meningitis or an autoimmune disorder of some sort, and she couldn't walk. So they would have her work sitting down. Um, they refused to let her go to an actual hospital. They sent her to their United House of Wellness. Uh, they didn't believe in Western medicine. Um, they believed that following Royal would prevent death. So they gave her three baths of Epsom salts, uh, music therapy, but her immune system shut down. She was finally taken to a hospital the day before her death, April 19th of 2009. Um, when asked about it, Royal said that she willed herself into extreme illness and essentially willed her own death. So as I mentioned, they kind of shy away from Western medicine. Uh, they have their own clinics. Uh, they tend to kind of name their stuff a little weird, like their gas station was called Your Gas Station. Um, and their main urgent care medical facility was called Your Colonic Center, because hmm. that's mostly what they did there is colonics. What is that? What's a colonic? Okay, great. Cool. Buckle up. Uh, So it's where they flush your colon with water by basically shooting water up your anus, having you hold it in for a set amount of time, and then you expel all of that water. That sounds like a fun Friday. Yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Mm -hmm. They can also flavor them. Not fl- I guess flavor is not the right word. I was gonna say, why would you? It's why? it's essentially like an enema. I've heard of people doing coffee enemas, or like butt chugging a butt light. <laughs> why? Um, your membranes in your anal rectal cavity are a little bit thinner than in other parts of your body, so things like caffeine or alcohol will get absorbed a lot faster. So if you ever heard of somebody like soaking a tampon in vodka and putting it in their butt, that's why. Um, but these people believe primarily that by controlling the bacteria in your colon, they can cure almost anything. So that's why they keep flushing people's butts. <laughs> okay. I Unrelated. Um, <laughs> How can it be? <laughs> can I borrow a tampon? <laughs> Don't do it. People have died. Oh. Probably no one your size, but you know. I'm just saying, I watched you put away an awful lot of alcohol, and the worst thing that happened was that you told Comedy Central execs that you were DJ Khaled. <laughs> and it's been great for my career. <laughs> no one's asking me to eat pussy anymore. <laughs> um, okay, so um, they would truck in um, children from out of state to work at their many Food for Life Supreme eateries. Um, They actually work for unpaid labor in various businesses, including the gas station, restaurants, bakeries, sewing factory, the colonic center, a construction company, uh, among a couple others. It claims, they claim that they provide for all the needs of the full-time volunteers, which is how Yellow Deli gets around it too, is quote-unquote volunteers. Um, They have roughly 200 full-time members in Kansas City with about 300 spread across other cities. Um, most of the 300 are part-time. 
Do they have to prove that they're a nonprofit for the volunteer thing to work? So this is the same way that Yellow Deli gets around it as well, because if they invest all of that money back into stuff for the organization, they're technically a nonprofit. Oh. Yeah. Um. So after moving to Kansas City in 1996, this is before Shaquande's death, um, they received multiple commendations for renewing that community where they had actually placed their headquarters. Uh, they purchased several properties in the area at very low prices and used them to house businesses as well as all of their laborers. Um, crime rates fell dramatically in the area and property values rose, which meant that as they went to gradually sell off those properties, they made a lot of money doing it. Um, so they also ended up donating additional vacant buildings to the church or the organization for them to use. So now they're getting buildings for free. They're able to resell their buildings at a higher property value because they've essentially inflated their own market. Um, they currently host, although not as many now, several call-in TV and radio programs across the United States. Um, Jenkins appears regular on, regularly on these programs, dressed always as colorful Black Uncle Fester. Are any of uh, so creepy. Any of them on A and E? No. Oh, okay. I would have known. They also offer classes and have a website. Not anymore, <laughs> yeah. as we found out. Uh, that provides extensive writings and recordings of his TV appearances. A lot of those are recorded on the Facebook group now. Um, but something happened after Shaquande's death. People started leaving because they realized that believing in Royal wasn't going to stop them from dying. So immediately after her death, he imposed a 90-day fast and a ban on communication between the cities in hopes that it would keep news of her death kind of contained and so he could kind of reevaluate the tenets of their organization. Um, he claimed that this fast would bring about a new phase of godhood and bring all of the men in the church closer to becoming their own god. Um, however, news did get out and many teenagers who had worked with Shaquande or knew her left the organization at this time and some of them have even turned around and sued so currently the FBI knows about what's going on I think it's an ongoing investigation um, but on May 23rd 2018 Kendra Ross won a lawsuit against Royal Jenkins and the United Nation of Islam for eight million dollars hell yeah in unpaid wages, essentially. Basically, like, you had me work as a child for X amount of years and you never paid me. So she won $8 million. Wow. Which opened the door for more lawsuits to come in the future, but also for bigger investigations to take place. Yeah. So this one, in a, in a sense, is ongoing. Now, Mondo, you were able to find Yelp reviews for the restaurant. Yeah, and that's the thing is that it's, it's this is crazy. Hearts Nashville on Andy. Fuck you. Are you guys mad? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm just obsessed on Andy. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I just want to fix this. Yard on Andy. No. Get out. Boo. Moo. Also, there's if you two keep going, you're a white supremacist. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. I just like how they'll have one successful show and then three different versions of it. And sometimes the unsuccessful... So, like, they had a show called American Justice. Canceled. But they currently have a show called Cajun Justice. And That's I like it. Cajun Justice is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's like feeding people alligators and shit. Yeah, Cox? totally. What? Know. One or the other. Yeah. We're just guessing. We've never seen it. Okay. So these are a couple of reviews for Food for Life Supreme in uh, Harlem. Also, um, right off the bat, a couple of these you're going to see are really sad. But, like, uh, I saw this one review. Um, I really wanted to like this place after discovering how close it was to me and the reviews on Yelp. I went there on a Saturday afternoon and there was literally one waiter working in the entire restaurant. The food was quite good. Not great, but good. Uh, 
The poor waiter was working the entire restaurant, taking orders, serving food and drinks, pouring drinks, working the register, clearing tables, and he was completely overwhelmed. I don't know what kind of owner would open on one of the busiest days of the week with only a single server, but it was disgraceful. My heart went out to the waiter, who was very sweet and as attentive as he could be under the circumstances. They go on to talk about how people literally were like getting their own forks, paying their own bills, just because it was taking so long. So... They're talking about, like, basically somebody who's working as, like, a slave, essentially. And mm-hmm. they're just, they're overwhelming them. Now, here's one. I mean, what really bothers me, too, about this is that so much of this is done, done under the guise of elevating black people. Yeah. And essentially, you're you're enslaving your own. Like, it's fucked up. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. ah, I'm mad. I'm really mad. Here's a review from March 17th, 2013. When it comes to food reviews, I'm like Paula Abdul. No place rarely gets one star, but I've never seen such awful, excuse my French, shitty service in this any establishment. This place reminded me of the Chappelle Show skit, The Mad Real World. I was given a dirty look and chups sucking up the teeth. Oh, he puts a lot of things in parentheses. By a waitress named Peaches before I placed my order. I had to wait at least a good 20 minutes for the complimentary glass of water. One conversation with another patron and 45 minutes later, my order of carrot fries finally arrived. Uh, Despite the deplorable service, the carrot fries topped with jalapenos were crispy, golden, and well-seasoned with paprika and cayenne pepper. You can also order it with melted cheese and bacon bits if you decide to risk a trip there. Just goes on. Um, he asked for ketchup that never came. He asked for water that never came. I guess they ran out of tap water and ketchup. Um, he it always sucks when your stuff doesn't come. It does. Well, I, this is very... Sometimes the harvest <laughs> just needs a time to rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> also, sometimes the harvest is the one that doesn't get to come. All right. Thank you. Okay. Well, this was awkward. Um, <laughs> this is a lot like Yellow Deli where because you're not paying people, there's no necessarily obligation for good service. But also these people are exhausted. Yeah. Like, this yeah, is their second or third job of the day. Well, they're children. A lot of them are yeah, not even children. really adults yet, so it's like, oh, great. He says, it wasn't that busy for a Sunday, and there were plenty of staff members. There was this one girl, an aspiring singer, dressed in church clothes and sporting a gold Barbie chain, who pretty much stood up. It's just Nicki Minaj, right? Maybe. Has to be. Uh, who pretty much stood around and was hanging out. I think she was the hostess, but the place is not that big to begin with, so I doubt it. If you're into, eat and get the fuck out, or I'm too tired to take your order, you found your place. Unfortunately, I'm not about that lifestyle. That comes from Joshua K. in New York, New York, who has 42 friends on Yelp for some reason, because I I guess Yelp has friends now. I didn't know you could have friends on Yelp. I feel like eat and get the fuck out would be a great Nicki Minaj song. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That is... Oh, true. <laughs> that is literally all I want from any restaurant. Ever, yeah. Is to just eat and get the fuck. Andrea and I took a took an Uber to mm. the roast battle taping. Yeah. And the Uber driver said two words to us. He went, Andrea? And we said yes. And then when he dropped us off, he went, bye. Perfect. Yeah. That's a perfect Uber ride. It was amazing. Five stars. That guy was the beast on A&E. <laughs> I'm sorry, that one was really bad. Yeah, it was. Bad ink on A and E. God damn it! Is bad ink about bad tattoos? Yes. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. So, yeah, child labor, but also aliens taking a trip into the sun for that imbued with new imbued with lunar knowledge. Um, I'm still just there's so many loose ends with this, and just like how did child labor get so out of hand? Like, well, how, how did it take this it. long for someone to be like, hey, there's a bunch of restaurants in a bunch of cities run by this fucking crazy dude that is using well, child labor. Yellow dude. Deli's still going Yeah, on. I was going to say, Yellow Deli's still around. I eat there, too, sometimes. It's good. It's Mondo. good. Paige eats there, too. I, I have been there before for research. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Gotta research how those sandwiches taste. So they, good. They do taste delicious. Those tiny little fingers. No, they don't have children. Yeah, those, those are unpaid adults at yeah. Yellow okay. Deli. Well. But those are people that just follow the lifestyle of commune living. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's like if no one speaks up, nobody knows. So that lawsuit went through about three months ago. So now I think we're probably going to see a little more attention. Yeah. Yeah, on A and E Sundays. It no. I'm oh, okay. All right. <laughs> oh man, if I was a kid in here, I'd be beyond scared. Boo! Straight. On A and E, yeah. Thanks. Uh, so yeah. So I mean, also it's hot. Everything's on fire. I'm I so know. sorry. No, it's fine. It's just that we're used to it being so cold. Case <laughs> files on A and E. I can't help it. I was born this way on A and E. I hate you so much. Right I now. can't wait for the cease and desist letter from A and E. And I can't wait for no. cease and desist on A and E. Is that a show? No, where, no, but it should where be. Kyle Cease just tells you to stop doing shit. <laughs> I'm Kyle Cease. This is cease and desist. <laughs> You clipping your toenails in public? Stop it! <laughs> Desist! Oh my god, please. <laughs> Jesus. God, some of these shows are so fucking stupid. Oh god. So if you want to watch A&E... <laughs> Come uh, to my house. Go to www. <laughs> If you wanna, if you wanna watch A and E with me, uh, I'll be live streaming the my new show. It's called uh, Why Are There So Many Dumb Shows on A and E on A and E, and you can watch that live on Instagram or Twitter at Mondo Does Stuff. M A N D O Does Stuff. Mondo flips condos. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You don't actually flip condos. You just sit on one side of the house and don't really distribute your weight well. Hello, A&E. That was a solid joke. Hello, A&E. <laughs> yeah, I have a new idea for a show. What's that? I got the show? What's that? You're also giving me several spinoffs? <laughs> What's that? Mondo Flips Condos Miami starts next week. <laughs> uh, right. How about turn the, turn the page where I read your manuscripts and tell you they're terrible? <laughs> Oh, that's just my life. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, if you want to watch Turn the Page on A&E starting. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, boo. Boo. Um, starting never because that sounds terrible. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Paige Wesley, on Instagram at Rampage Wesley. <laughs> Uh, I'll be filling in for Cajun Justice on <laughs> as the alligator. As the alligator. Uh, and if you want to check that out, you can follow me on all the things at Sundress Comic, or you can check out my podcast, Andre Loves Everybody, and including those gators. By alligator, I mean assistant DA, and by that I mean defense alligator. <laughs> We're going to <laughs> New Orleans. Assistant defense alligator, Mr. Chompy. Wait, when are you going to New Orleans? We're going to for New Orleans for Thanksgiving. Oh, that's going to be a blast. I'm really yeah, excited. It's going to be... Uh, so I feel like I'm going to do something real bad and end up on Cajun Justice. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be at the homestead here making Thanksgiving my bitch as usual. Hell yeah, dude. I'm going to have to get Mondo out of gator jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gator jail. I'm gonna join a prison gang. I was trying to make a gator pun. Whoops! Really need to close the gator on that oh. one. Oh, boo. Okay, I'm so sorry. Do you want to show an A and E? I guys, really do. Only guys, if it involves alligators. We've got to end this so we can turn the air conditioning on because right now my balls is swamped. So <laughs> on A and E. Okay. On A&E. Swamp justice. Uh. <laughs> me if you want to if for some reason you're still listening and you want more of this you can follow us at instagram at cult podcast or on twitter at cult podcast show you can send us an email with i don't know links to your favorite a and e shows your favorite gator lawyers uh, oh my god please send us a gator lawyer picture i'm please. gonna need one i'm, I'm gonna just need one a so simple southern gator lawyer uh, it's just a, a gator in a business. <laughs> Top hat monocle. Hold, hold deal. 
send us any of these things and more uh, to our email at uh, you can send that to coltpodcastshow at gmail.com and you can send us live gators and other critters and at, a live lawyer and a live lawyer at 3756 West Avenue 40 Suite K number 237 like, like the, the shining. shining Los Angeles California 90065 I feel like we're gonna get a live gator and what used to be a live lawyer oh. just a live gator. <laughs> the gator oh, will have survived no. by feeding on the lawyer <laughs> or we open the box and it's, it's just, just a the lawyer walking an arm. <laughs> he's become the gator <laughs> Gator lawyer. That's what <laughs> gator lawyer. Next season on Annie, and it's just a regular gator in like a jury box, and they're like, "What do you think, Chompers?" And he's just like, opens his mouth, and they're like, "Sounds like guilty to me." Um, I just imagine the gator opens his mouth, and the lawyer hand comes out with the briefcase from his mouth. <laughs> I'll be representing myself today with the aid of the council in my belly. You know what's really funny? It's made out of crocodile skin. <laughs> Ironic. The briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we've got to end this. Jeffrey bites back. <laughs> Gator lawyer colon justice, justice bites back. back. <laughs> oh my god. Call the sci-fi channel. We've got to <laughs> Hit on our hands. That's one that we could legitimately <laughs> offshoot to Miami. We could do it. Here's my favorite, though. All of the shows that we have full-length pitched on this podcast or on other podcasts that we were both on. Bear Cops? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was our tagline for Bear Cops? Uh, it's just animals and justice. Is that the theme? <laughs> Game oh, my God. Justice Bites Back. All I'm saying is I could reasonably see a Bear Cops Swamp Justice crossover. (laughs) Is Bear Cops what would happen if Keith Carey became a police officer? He did make that joke at the time. Oh, okay. Damn it. We were like, is this gay bears or just like an actual bear? And we were like, what about one of each? (laughs) They become unlikely partners. Like like a hot ass zaddy with a grizzly bear. I love it. Solve crimes. Yeah, we're great at this. Somebody give us TV shows. Please do. <laughs> that actually would be a great Cartoon Network TV show. Right? I'm into it. And somebody send us gator jerky or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to oh, get it. Oh, please, I yes. eat gator jerky. Yeah. I would eat that, yeah. Okay. Well, while I'm eating fried gator, you guys can do your thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, don't drink the swamp juice. Ooh. Ooh. Or anything you find in a storage container on storage wars. <laughs> or anything that a child that's not being paid to do a job serves you. Hell yeah. And Unless they're just running a really unsuccessful lemonade stand. There you go. Um, <laughs> and don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. 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 Bye.